Chapter thirty five of the Social War of nineteen hundred or the Conspirators and Lovers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Meg Turasek. The Social War of nineteen hundred or the Conspirators and Lovers. By Simon Landis. Chapter thirty five. Dr. Juno's second startling sermon on doctors and ministers. Beloved friends, in my last discourse on doctors of physic and ministers of sectarian Christianity, I have as briefly and logically as possible laid open to public gaze the follies and fallacies that are taught and practiced by these misled ink suckers. Pardon the common parlance that I am often compelled to use in chastising the haughty vipers who sit in Moses's seat. Heaven forbid that the people, who are the bone and sinew of the land, should any longer be kept in ignorance of the fixed laws of their own beings, should be made believe in false prophets, false Christs, and false leaders that thereby they can be made the easier dupes for those who possess more money than brains or craft than wisdom jesus christ lived a natural normal life and all his precepts and examples were in strict conformity with the fixed laws of life but where do either the medical doctors or sectarian ministers follow the teachings and example of jesus again every one has duties resting upon him which he cannot dodge without a train of the most deplorable evils following close upon his heels and no one can mend a broken law by swallowing poisons or by vain repetitions and long prayers for such conditions he must do penance and return to truth and nature if he wishes to be crowned with the laurels of pristine beauty health and salvation two wrongs never can make a right departure from nature's law is one wrong whose penalty generally is sickness and to take medicines is another wrong because all medicines are poisonous to a healthy person therefore cannot make right what departure from nature's fixed law has made wrong neither did jesus ever attempt to heal the sick by poisoning the springs of life nor by long dictatorial prayers. But he did it by the sick being willing to make themselves passive or penitent, trusting to the God principle within, which he was then capacitated and willing to magnify by animal magnetic and soul-arousing powers. Thus he healed the sick, cleansed the lepers, raised the dead, cast out devils, and as freely as he received this power so freely he gave it to all who were willing to do penance and believe in him who was the representative of the fixed laws of life both of body and soul if we go back to the origin of life and take a meagre view at the popular customs of raising and educating children we shall find a wonderful amount of 
barbarity and atheism practiced even at this progressive and boasted scientific age stuffed with unhealthy food and drink and dosed with physic as our infants are is an outrage that cries aloud to heaven for reformation and enlightenment on this topic am i therefore become your enemy because i tell you the truth saint paul to the galatians if sixteen when the babe grows to childhood he is forced to attend your badly managed schoolrooms where foul air and taxations of brain predominate over good sense and thus the child's constitution is blasted before his bones are one-fourth matured before the framework is half completed and before the soul has established even the outline of a character or molded the faculty of thought the precious casket is shattered and shriveled unfitting it for the indwelling of the holy spirit the youngster at once in school must study letters and figures which when concocted together teach him of brooks rivers lands islands seas sun moon and stars of arts and sciences of wars seats and rumors of war of capitals states cities and empires of valleys hills and mountains of mathematical problems and indeed of everything else except the rules laws and injunctions which concern his own bodily growth and mental development the latter are looked upon by our artificial and ungodly doctors and ministers as improper studies yea even as vulgar and obscene objects which these overlearned professors hold as irrelevant to the enthronement of the image of god or salvation of mankind therefore such matters as the science of life and functions of generation and regeneration must not be discussed or taught either by man or the holy spirit which shows that they prefer the people to go blind through the world probably that the latter may be more readily gulled and led by their noses by these blind leaders of the blind if what i have just spoken be not true why then do these bigots conspire to imprison and murder your humble servant they may endeavor to impress the popular mind time and again that god takes care of the body if its mind is only prayerful and watching him so that he makes no blunders but the propounders of this impious onslaught upon an infinite and beneficent creator shall not go unchastised as long as i have breath to gainsay these infidel and heretical doctrines i tell you dear friends that god never takes care of anything wherein his plans and immutable laws are frustrated and violated in these matters like in the material sciences lip service will not answer but religion must become a science in which we pray with wise heads loving hearts clean hands and supple feet if aught is to be accomplished 
if through ignorance recklessness or hypocrisy in the onset of life the growth replenishment and physiological recuperation of the human frame are thwart sound good and holy it is thus no wonder that with all the church wealth and multitudinous doctors and preachers this world is so full of loafers drunkards politicians sectarian bigots vagabonds and cutthroats am i therefore become your enemy because i tell you the truth truly this people run away from natural laws and commence to depend upon art and human government before they get their eye-teeth cut and no sooner do they depend upon art than nature deserts them and leaves them to rely altogether upon art and this is the reason that they suffer from early old age premature death and from all the ills flesh is heir to moreover they become homely miserable and degraded under these perverted trainings they too often blame their maker for the manifold sufferings which they are compelled to endure and which they would escape were they to take an equal amount of interest in health and its laws as they do in filthy lucre matters whilst they have healthy brains and bodies is the proper time to secure it for future enjoyment a wise rich man secures his money by safe investments according to the laws of finance equally so does a good wise healthy man study heed and obey the laws of life and health whilst he possesses the heavenly treasures whilst he has powers of discretion he secures it not only for his own selfishness but for the purpose of transferring it to his children and grandchildren which let me tell you is the richest and most glorious legacy that a parent can bequeath unto his children but as i glance around where do i find our good wise men according to this interpretation of wisdom looking at the negligence of the laws of life at the smoking chewing and snuffing poisonous tobacco loving this filth more than god son or spirit at the rum sipping and at the rage for worldly gain for wealth in the extremes of fantastic fashion in dress houses churches equipages and silly lavish expenditure in efforts to outdo or outshine one's foolish friends will any one verily can any decent person blame me if i ask the question are we an enlightened and christian community or do we go it blind are we even half civilized or moralized do we exhibit common sense certainly not good sound sense for this is the growth of judgment founded upon scientific knowledge and too few care to learn the path they should walk in alas alas the errors and follies of the fathers are copied by the children and the stultified ignorance of the ancestors is perpetuated in the descendants and in a physiological and christian sense we are all on the broad way to destruction of body soul and spirit 
Indeed few, if any, ask themselves the question, Do I live aright? Are my habits of life in consonance with God's fixed laws of life and health? Such queries would indicate practical thought, causing the reasoning faculties to besteer the befuddled brains, which at this age of pharisaism, sectarian piety, and drug medication are carried in the stomach instead of the head. Hence, saint and worldling reason that their stomachs want and actually need rum teas coffee grease oysters spices relishes fermented concentrated seasoned and refined fixings thus our so-called civilized people do not reason through the medium of or from their brains nor from data or sound principle else they would conclude that they should eat drink breathe exercise rest sleep dress act feel and think solely for health purposes and thereby obtain christ's pure blood and body when the gratification of one perverted propensity would be esteemed no more legitimate than another gluttony and licentiousness would be found to be twin brothers whose munitions matter of the devil and his imps. Dear friends, notwithstanding all this perverseness of manner and discretion from natural laws, many sincere followers of the false prophets, who claim to possess vision and Christian virtues, profane the divine laws of life by ridiculing and spurning simple food and natural drink, water, and call their pernicious and serpent-like appetites the voice of profound wisdom and learnedness. And whilst becoming kin to all the ills, sins, flesh, and lust of the devil, and with all this wickedness upon their heads, like my prosecutors and persecutors who sent me to prison, and even without a struggle for the right path, often cry aloud for blessings from the divine creator whom they have so shamefully disregarded and i might appropriately exclaimed oh ye generation of vipers how can ye escape the damnation of hell however with all the forenamed violation of god's laws we boast of all this ingenious and enlightened nineteenth century the general education of the people, the spread of knowledge among the millions, of steam engines, of railroads and telegraphs, of destructive war implements, of the triumphs of chemistry, of the wonders of the photographic art. But the highest of all arts, the art of living a natural Christ-like life, what can we boast? Oh, for a praying church-going christian community to take so little care in the art of living is a most shameful sin a wretched blasphemy and a gross infidelity to god's never-changing laws of life and health money and fleshly lusts that war against the soul 
seemed to rule and control this whole machine of humanity, while sensualists and cutthroats, like Judge Sanctiblower, sit on the judiciary bench to deal out damnation to those who vindicate the cause of God and mankind. Once more, in conclusion, permit me to ask you, who are the sovereigns of America? Shall these misled doctors and ministers tutor your minds in such a manner that you dare not protect him who has suffered already the severest persecution for the welfare of humanity? Have you a spark of the milk of human kindness left in your bones that will not exert itself to the utmost to aid me in subduing these vile conspirators who claim to be licensed from on high to carry out their hell-born desires? Arise, O sons of earth, and strike for your inalienable rights, for your religious liberty, for your benefactors, for your health, for Jesus Christ, God, and mankind. Do this, and his will be done here in earth as it is there in heaven, and the millennium will indeed be established. End of chapter 35